Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the Link Jaw. I'm here with Jordan. Jordan, What's how up, you going? Everyone, good man. Yourself? I'm fantastic. And today I've popped my cherry, and I have my first guest um, that has nothing to do with Jordan. I have Mitch here um, from Newey, from New- Sydney now. But yeah, welcome, Mitch. Good to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. No, awesome. You ready? We're going to get stuck stuck into it, and we're going to hit the theme song. Let's yeah, do link it. us in, man. <laughs> I love that theme song every time. We are here with um, my mate Mitch from... So I've met him in Nui. He was... Um, so I knew his sister before I knew Mitch. And Mitch is a nurse in Sydney. He's been working on the COVID wards. And today we're talking about um, working on the front lines in the COVID wards. So welcome, Mitch. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, busy week? Yeah, very busy week. That's actually on annual leave at the moment. So oh, that's good. Much needed. Yeah, always um, need to get um your well-being time, mental check. Definitely in the type of job I do, the regular annual leave is very important. No. All right, we're going to start with a bit of background because it's my first guess and I feel like I've, it's a special it's time yours, for mate. me. Take the all lead. right, so Mitch, um, tell us a bit about yourself, background, how we met um, and where you're from. So 29 years old, um, come from a little small town west of Newcastle called Maitland. Um, been a registered nurse for coming into my fourth year now, three years in emergency. Um, met my good friend Adam here a couple of years ago through my sister at church, and um, here we are. Moved to Sydney since. Yeah, I'm still um, hanging out when he can, when he's available and communicates. Once the COVID lockdowns, yeah, I'm pretty bad with that, aren't I? Yeah, you are. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's fine, and it's really good catching up. Like I know we catch up with Brooke, partner Jules, um, Obi, your dog. Yeah, he's grown, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. He's giant now. Last time we saw him, it was only like, what, 11 kilos? Yeah. Good-looking pup too, man. I've yeah. seen the photos. Photogenic, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, why nursing? So, like, nursing, I know I know your sister's nurse. What, did you just follow in your sister's footsteps or...? Well, I guess it, it sort of comes down to that age-old tale where there's a nurse in the family, you tend to be a nurse in the family, but I actually started doing a business degree. I was doing accounting, started an internship, in a little corner yep. at a desk all day, no sunlight, no inter- no interaction with anybody really. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. Deep down, um, caring person, like to help people. I thought, what's a way I can be stimulated, be on my feet and sort of have satisfaction by helping people and I sort of gravitated to nursing. Oh, awesome. And you've just, have you just worked in Sydney? Um, no. So I started in Newcastle. I did my new grad in Newcastle on a surgical ward for a year. Um, and then started a transition to emergency sort of program in Newcastle, the major hospitals like John Hunter, and then basically ended up in Sydney. Yeah. And here I am a couple of years later. So you studied at Newcastle Uni as well? Or? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. the old one out there. Good old Avondale, Avondale reps. <laughs> All right. So nursing, been a bit crazy the last, say, two years with uh, COVID. Yeah, so basically as soon as I moved here, it was about two weeks before the pandemic started and then boom, everything changed, man. So um, all the basic emergency nursing is still there, but obviously you've got all those added stresses and demands on top, which comes with 
the risk of COVID patients, and yep. especially working in a area that was very highly infected. Yeah, it got pretty tough for a while. When when you first came into it, did you think it was going to be as severe as what oh, you know, it's turned out to be? Or? No, no, I don't think anybody did. Hey, no. I was like, here's just another another thing that everyone's sort of a bit worried about. But then, as we started getting the infection rates at the very start, and it started spreading so quick, we're like, yeah, okay, this is pretty serious. And obviously, the death rates that came with it, we're like, yep. yeah, this thing's actually. Not that I never thought it was real, but it's actually quite serious, hey. I was kind of sad too because I remember when it first struck China, oh, well, it started in China apparently. Yeah. Like, people were making jokes about it on social media and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever saw any of that, yeah. but definitely, yeah, to what definitely. it's become. It's, um, <laughs> and I think that's why everyone was a bit blasé about it to start with, to be honest. But once it spread, once it left the Asia area, yeah, America, Europe, yeah. And especially like it hit, um, what's the um, cruise ship? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ruby Princess. Ruby. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a bit of that was um where the first wave basically started with in New in South Australia, Wales yeah. anyway. Yeah. Do you reckon they'll retire that ship or they'll just rename it or something? I'd burn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it costs too much money, man. I just um deep clean it. It's probably already um being used again, to be honest, or about to be. No, that's. But they actually, did. They did actually um. They did retire a lot of ships, if you saw on the news, littler ships, and yep. just literally sunk them because um, the the businesses couldn't afford yep. to keep them afloat while there was no one travelling. Just eh? just on the deep cleaning, like working in a hospital, hmm. has that ever had to happen? Yeah. So every what, time, what does it look like? So basically if we've got someone that comes in and they're suspected to have COVID, um, we put them into an isolation room. So it's got like a negative pressure, so it sucks everything up. Yeah. Um, if they're deemed to be positive after we do the test, then basically we've got a special cleaner that comes in and they use like bleach and all these hardcore chemicals and spend about an hour cleaning it, letting it dry, and no. then you can use it again. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but whenever I think of deep clean, I think of that scene from Monsters, Inc. When oh, the, yeah. That guy ends up with a sock on him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said you were in surgical. Yep. What was surgical like compared to emergency? Um... Still chaotic in a different way. It was a lot more structured. You had a lot more of the same presentations that came in. Um, obviously, you're working on a ward, so if a patient deteriorated, you had to sort of wait for a doctor to come, which was, in a way, a lot more stressful than working in an emergency because you yeah. have doctors there at your side. Um, but, yeah, very narrow scope of focus of the patients that you look after, mm. basically. But quite sick still because they've just had surgery. A lot of them worked in an oncology hospital too, so a lot of them had like cancer yeah. as a result, so they were sick anyway. Um, but yeah. All right. What, before, what's your craziest um, story? So we won't. Yeah, craziest nursing story you've had so far. Like you've worked on ED for um, three years. Is there any crazy stories you can tell us? So yeah, actually, um, a couple of weeks ago we um, we had. Two, three Indian people, two of them were conscious driving, pulled up into the emergency, screaming out, our friend's passed out, our friend's passed out, come out and get him. So we rushed out there. Um, he's in the front seat, passed out, not breathing. I'm like, okay. So I call for help, start CPR. Yeah. Um, was it a big car? No, just a little car, just a little car. We laid him down on the – he was in the front seat, passenger yeah. seat, so we laid the passenger seat down, started CPR – until we got a bed out there yep. and more hospital, uh, more doctors and all that. Yep. And 
Um, yeah, that was probably the the most confronting, most scariest, having to think on your feet scenario, I guess. Yeah. You know um, how the guy got into there? Got into that situation? Yeah, so apparently he was playing badminton um, like <laughs> half an hour before. And, um, yeah, felt didn't feel right, had some chest pain, really sweaty, and then only a minute and a half before coming to the hospital, he passed out apparently, according to the friends. So sad, but yeah. it's pretty hectic. So how so. did you do CPR? Was it through the back? No, nah, so basically front. laid down the front seat in yeah. through the front door and just sort of got in the best position possible okay, and, right. and started. And then once more people come, we actually like pulled him out of the car, put him yeah, onto yeah. a bed. There was actually a nurse that was on the bed while we were pushing yeah. the bed doing CPR into the resus area, which is where the really sick patients go. Do you guys get like an adrenaline rush during those Oh, hell yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, big time. But I guess um, working in that environment and after you've been exposed to a few of those situations, you sort of just go into task mode. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. yeah. You just switch off. So you just remember your Dr. A, B, C, D, yep. which comes with um, life support and I yeah, swear, I swear that changes every time I do a first aid course. Though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> every time new research we comes that, out, we had to do that um, this year. We got in trouble for um, trouble. Yeah, the guy was trying to. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, Excuse my language. You got the shits because he reckons people weren't taking it serious yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, I just think you rolled out the wrong side of the bed that day. So. No, but it does change, and it's really important too because we have to do it yeah. every year. Yeah. Like everyone should. Get um, their first aid, the CPR. Well, the amount of um, the amount of things that change with the job, like even just a year, like you constantly got to be studying, yeah, keeping up to date with everything. Because as medicine advances, so do the things they thought that did and didn't work. So yeah. you've got to change your practice accordingly. Yeah, and that's like teaching, I guess. Like, yeah, we always got to do those got syllabus changes, and development yeah. courses, and yeah, that. that too, so yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys have to do that. Yeah, well, twenty hours I guess a you year. Guys would have to. Twenty hours. We have to. Yeah, minimum about the same. About the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's helped so. But you got in practice, you got to do a lot more to stay yeah. on top of it. That's just yeah. like the bare minimum. Did you have to do um training to be in the ED? Yeah, so like um as long as you've like had a year experience, you can go into the emergency. But then you start a transition yeah. course, which yeah. is what I spoke about last time. Yep. Yeah. Um, and basically it's theory and practical. Yeah. And you've got to do tests, pass, like exams and stuff yeah. like that. So. It's like a practical, it's like a practical qualification in a sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is that element to it. Going back on the, you know, how you had to try and resuscitate that guy in the car. Mm. Is it whoever's closest by starts the the? Yeah. So you, the first responder, the yeah. one who goes to the patient, yeah. they um, you, you send for help. That's the yeah, first right. thing that you yeah. do. But then while help's coming, yeah, you start yeah. CPR. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Which is what I have I'll, to do. I'll be honest. Like, even though we have to get our first aid certificates, I don't know if I. Could actually do it, hey? Like, no. you never know until you yeah. have to actually yeah, do yeah. it, hey? It's one of like, them things. I'll, I'll be honest, I'll probably like freeze up and be like, <laughs> You'll go. Well, the Let's first time on. it happened to me, like, yeah. I was, excuse the language, crapping myself, yeah. but yeah. you have to do it. It's a part yeah, of your yeah. job, right? You signed up for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, um, it's, it's a bittersweet feeling when it's done. Like, yeah. you feel like you did your job, even though it's not always a good outcome. But, yeah, yeah once you've done it a few yeah. times, just you revert back to it. Because I know as uh, even us with our first aids, we can actually get sued if we don't do it properly. Or is that correct? Or is it yeah, yeah. Same with lifeguards too. Yeah. Like um, if you do like one little thing wrong, yeah, there is that, there is that um, chance. chance. Yeah. 
But um, luckily for us, part of our union, we've got indemnity insurance for that. So oh, good. And access to free lawyers. But, yeah, can yeah. get pretty serious. Can go to If it goes to a coroner's, which is did, um, if it was deemed that we were negligent yep. yeah, anyway, yeah. Yep. yeah, it can come back to us. See, that's crazy. But which what is I... hard yeah. because you're doing your best to help someone. Yep. Yep. Um, part of the job, I guess. Well, yeah, crazy game of badminton. Compared... <laughs> Compared yeah. to like twenty years ago, like um, and even other countries, yeah, litigation's a big issue these days. Yeah, oh, you get sued for anything these days, eh? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> no, I think that's oh, that's where Sarah makes the money, I guess. Just getting um to um sue anyone, but no. So how? So we're talking about COVID. Um, working in the COVID wards. How long were you um in the wards for? Uh, before COVID hit. Yeah, before COVID, then during COVID. Like with um, COVID. so before COVID, probably two and a half, three years yep. of surgical general yeah. ward experience and ED experience, which yep. was a good thing because I had a lot of ED experience before COVID actually hit. And then, yeah, basically since I moved here in March last year, um, that's how long I've been working with the pandemic in ED. Did they actually set up a ward just for COVID patients or um, was that just... So how it works is when the first wave came, we had a, a separate sort of hot zone in our hospital for COVID for COVID patients. But as the, the second wave come with the Delta strain, yeah. um, Liverpool Hospital, so every area's got a major hospital, yeah, yeah, yeah. just shipped them out there. Yeah. So the whole hospital's yeah, right. yeah dirty because it was just getting too much, getting like up to a 1,000 cases a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, given that, not all of them needed to go to hospital, but a yeah. lot of them did. Yeah. Yeah. ICUs are maxed out. So they pretty much just converted wards yep. to HDU, ICU and COVID oh, yeah. wards. But with us, we were we were pretty lucky. We got if they weren't stable, we shipped them out. Yep. Um, if they were stable, they went home. But yeah, working in like those wards, were there certain precautions you had to take before leaving and going home to your family and stuff? Or yeah, so once they once they knew it was serious enough, um, it got to the point where. Obviously, the vaccine yep. was one of the yep. one of the requirements, but also had to get into like surgical scrubs, which the, yep. the hospital provided. So basically, you walked in with clean clothes, you walked out with clean clothes. Yeah, um, that was a big change. And obviously, on top of all that, the the PPE that came with everything. So yeah, full on gown, yeah, special respirator, yep. um, hair net, even shoe coverings, gown, right. everything. So hot, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how you guys do it with the masks and all that PPE on. It was day. actually getting to the point because at the moment we have to wear them all the time, even yeah. when, we, when we're not with a COVID. suspected COVID yeah, yeah. patient. Getting like they call it pressure injuries. Yeah. So basically, yeah, you get sores on yeah. your nose with the mask. I was even saying to Adam the other day, I've started getting like pimples behind my ear and stuff from sweat and stuff just building up there from the. I literally have to change my uniform two or three times a shift because you just can't breathe in it. And, right. Like you. Your, your scrub top is just absolutely drenched. So how long is the shift? Eight hours. Dang. So what's that? Three, two or three times. So every like three, four hours. Yeah. Literally, Far out. Literally. Oh, that's... And then on top of all that, um, because some of the workforce chose not to get the vaccine, obviously they couldn't work. So now like a lot of us are doing like double, double time, double shifts because we're that short literally and it's not yeah. just us, it's right across the whole state. So we're literally doing sixteen-hour shifts sometimes, with um, wearing all that stuff basically yeah. all the time. 
Why why have you lost? Is it because of the mandate? Yeah, because of the mandate. Some of the nurses, for whatever reason, just didn't want to get it. So the New South Wales Health had to, yeah, let them go. So with those guys, were they offered their long service or yeah, they yeah, leave yeah. or anything like that? They were that offered or? all that. Yep. They were given notice to, to get it. Yep. Um, but you're finding that in a lot of other industries too, yeah. yep. which is not just health. Um, I know the airline industry, for example, teaching. Teaching, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What's your thoughts on the actual mandate? Like, do you think it should be for every – I know there's a few industries that have been affected by it. I think it's a good thing to get it. I think it works. Yep. The, the studies prove that it slows transmission, yep. stops the symptom severity so yep. people don't die from it. Yep. Um, whether or not it should be forced on people, I'll let that up. Yep. Give that to the people yep. to decide. Um, I believe in it. Yep. Um, it works. We are where we are now because of it. We're coming yeah. out of it because of it. It'll just be like living with the flu, basically. We'll never get rid of it because it mutates all the time, but we'll we'll have yeah. to protect ourselves against it. Because, yeah, like, you need to, like, I've had the flu shot heaps of times. But we never, I never knew what the flu shot, I always knew it was just the flu shot. You sort of just got it, hey? Yeah, but I never knew my actual vaccine, what the vaccine called. I don't, I know... Pfizer, you got Astra, you got some something, something. Yeah, you're right, actually. You actually know the names of the um, vaccines now. Yeah. Like you don't, you know your Panadol and all that. You don't question that. No. But it's really interesting seeing everyone question these vaccines coming in because I um. It's just all new, man. Like mm. when when everything first comes out, there's always hesitancy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the unknown. Yeah. It's the like unknown. anything. It's like a brand new car that's just come out. You know, so. Exactly. Especially like a new brand, like yeah. something from China, everyone thinks might be crap, but yeah. it actually ends up being good. Yeah. Great wall. <laughs> oh, MG. I MG. Don't know. MG. Are, they, oh, yeah. are they China now? They got re yeah, so they got they were, yeah. but Chinese um brought them out. Yeah. So yeah. No, see I um be a fact for you. I like that. But you know, I feel like with the whole um, mandate. I think it, it is really important for certain industries that um, do deal with COVID um, on the front lines should. Yeah, definitely, yeah, man. Because, yeah. like, but at the end of the day, every time I go to work, there's a higher, we're higher risk for being exposed to someone. Because the thing is, is not everyone has um, symptoms either. Yeah. yeah. Someone can be asymptomatic, no symptoms, yeah. Yeah. and spread it. That's happened a few times at our work. So that's why they brought in the vaccine, which You've I think is a good thing. With some of the kids. And especially, yeah. like, if you're coming home to a young family, which a lot of them have, young yeah. little kids, you don't want to be spreading it. No way. Like, like you think about if you, when you have a kid, they all get um, vaccinated, like your little do. babies. Yeah, exactly. Do, they, like, do parents question that? Most of them don't, but, like, like – because it's been around for so long, people are sort of more relaxed about it. But yeah. there was a point in time when that was new. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like So, yeah, it's just one of them controversial topics, I guess, isn't it? But over time, people will be more relaxed. I think people will be more accepting to get it, even though vac- vaccination rates are so high, the minority. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's what? New South Wales over 90%, mm. which is awesome. And, like, I was listening to ScoMo yesterday. Um, and he was saying, like, Australia's done their job. The goal was 80%. Now it's – and he's like, the government's need to stop locking things down and op- start opening up and going back to normal and staying living, living with it. Exactly. And the way I look at it is the damage of staying home, staying isolated from everybody psychologically, physically, has to be more damaging than getting mm. a vaccine anyway. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Not being able to go to the gym, not being able to see friends and family. Like my family's in Newcastle. Yeah. I haven't seen them for five, six months. Yeah. Because I literally haven't been able to go. Yeah. So the vaccine's an easy option. Yeah. yeah, easy. Even us, like, I think I went almost two, two and a half months without seeing my family and that drove me insane. Like, it's hard, bro. Yeah. Very yeah. hard. As I said on the last podcast, like, when these guys would go out to their partner's place, like, I'd be by myself and I'm like, I do. Like you I sort of go a bit yeah, crazy after yeah, a while, especially yeah. when you're so used to working. Sometimes being out I like my own space, but I think I got it too much, like, too exposed to it. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I don't like this. No, nah. especially like, like my job. Your job's a social job. Yeah, yeah. You're interacting with people. It's a part of your job. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you're at home, you're not having that physical contact. It starts to affect you. Yeah. So yeah, coming back to the vaccine, I think it's a good idea for that reason. Yeah. The the benefit, the net benefit is a lot. One hundred percent. Like I love being able to. I don't care about showing like double click my phone. Here's my vaccine. Like going to the movies, being able to do things. It just helps them too. Like as if there is an outbreak, it's just it is annoying, but it's just protecting people at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing. But I the know. good thing is with the vaccination rate so high, you'll start to see that phase out, which is a good thing. Yeah, and hopefully it does. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever get to the stage where, because you know at the moment it's like on and off with the masks in public and everything. Do you think there'll ever be a day where we'll be like, hey, guys, remember when we used to have to wear masks? Well, I, don't, I don't know about you nurses, but... Yeah, no, I, it's a good question. Um, yeah, of course. Like, once we get... Um, very soon, I'd say, because we're hitting the 90%. Yeah. But once we hit it nationally, um, you'll start to see people that aren't vaccinated being able to do more things, yeah. like everything normally. We won't have to wear masks. Yeah. It's just about getting the whole... Yeah the whole country basically up to the 80, 90%. Because some of the yeah. states are, I think Queensland's like at 70. 70. 70. Yeah. What are, they, what, are, what are they trying to get to? 80? 80. And 80 w- like everybody. WA's low. WA's the lowest. They're open, but they're the lowest. Yeah. So, and they, they're not letting anyone in. No. So. Who wants to go there anyway? It's too far. <laughs> it's like, let's go to Hawaii instead. It's a long way to go for yeah, a nice yeah. beach, isn't it? It's cheaper to go to New Zealand, eh? Literally. <laughs> No, because um, I, I do admit, like, I miss family and just having that opportunity. So, yeah, that's interesting hearing about the mandate. So, at your work, say if there's 100, like, nurses, how many you reckon left? Probably 20%, so 20 out of 100, but most of them in critical care yeah. just because of the, I think, the added stress with everything. Yeah. Um. That's why you're seeing it on the news, like 20,000 nurses have left critical care in the last year and if we don't um, do something to increase the retention rate, we're going to have a critical shortage for years. Do you think, like your personal thoughts, do you think it's going to deter people from actually studying the degree of nursing altogether as well? Quite possibly, to be honest, quite possibly. But then on the flip side, there's a massive demand, so... They'll make entries to get into uni to study it a lot lower. Yeah, I was actually... That's a double... I reckon they might do that for teaching too. Yeah, because teaching is low. Like, we've lost eight, eight at school. Yeah. Well, you have had a really tough time too, going from online to face-to-face, yeah. face, back to online, face-to-face. Yeah. Face. yeah, that's been hard. Like, all we the, just... All I, the prep work that goes with it, massive. We just got back both our classes for two weeks. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, it's been tough, but... Yeah, I never expected my first year out of uni to be like this. Good experience, but <laughs> I, I like, guess, hey, learned to um, think on the spot. With anything, man, it was, it was a learning learning curve. So exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I guess that's a good. The one good thing about my job is um, you still had to physically go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like like we already discussed, had its own challenges. Yeah. Very big challenges still. Yeah. Were you worried like bring it home? Because I know yeah, uh, you course. live with your partner Brooke. Were you worried that you'd bring COVID home and Brooke would get it and stuff? Yeah, when she wasn't vaccinated, because I got vaccinated first, and even before all that, yeah, I was worried. But um, I think overall, compared to other people, like I said before, with the young families, yeah. or like I've lived at home with my mum who's older, yeah. I'd be a lot more worried than what I was. Yeah. So I think it's just situational. I don't know if um, you've ever done it. Like I know we had a bit of a scare at our school a few weeks ago. It's the reason why we had to isolate and stuff. But like when you find out, you know, you've been in close contact or whatever, does your head play games with you? Like you think you're going to you're sick or anything like that? No, nah, not really, I suppose, <laughs> because um, you're sort of desensitised to yeah. that a lot because yeah. you see it every single yeah. day. We tend to be a little bit um, blunted, yeah. blunted with that. But like you just, you, you, you don't jump to yeah. conclusions. You just, you know what to monitor for. Yeah, yeah. And if you start getting the symptoms, you get tested. Or oh, sometimes we've had to get tested. I know. I think my mind was playing games with me on that. Like the <laughs> day we had a bit of a scare and I'm like, is that a tingle in my throat? I was like, I've got a headache. <laughs> yeah. Like three, tested, or four, yeah. three or four tests later, still <laughs> negative. <laughs> negative. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I had, I had a runny nose. I'm like, oh, gosh, I've got, um, <laughs> I've like got one COVID. Of, one of the main symptoms. <laughs> but um, I'm like, no. Nah. Just the flu. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. Because my if, girlfriend had the same thing. She, but... She was sick when I wasn't. I'm yeah. like, it's, if I'm, there's a good chance you don't have it because yeah. I haven't shown since, even though it's not always the case. Yeah. But yeah, no, don't really freak out about <laughs> but it. But even man. when you're going to get relaxed. tested, like, you know, <laughs> that you go through the checklist, you're like, oh, I do have a bit of a runny nose, but do I put that or? Like <laughs> <laughs> I think I never, you know, I, when we got tested, I never would have put, I never yeah. put my symptoms. Yeah, I was like, is that my hay fever playing? I think up that's probably, it's a, I don't know if that's bad or anything, but. I'm like, I guess oh. at the end of the day, you got tested. That's the main thing, right? Yeah. And um, what they want to know is, like, are you positive or not, basically? Yeah. Yeah. With um, how were the conditions? How did the conditions change? Like, if, like a couple of weeks before when you moved to Sydney, before you started working in the COVID wards, were the conditions different? Because you wouldn't have been wearing all your surgical stuff, mm. um, your mask or anything. How has it changed? So probably two two key areas. So yeah, the PPE. Um, What's PPE? Protective, personal protective oh, yeah. equipment. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. On, mate. I'm pretty sure we learned that in like year seven, so you've had, you've had a big day. It's all right, man. <laughs> yeah. No, so um, basically having to gown up with all your gown, your mask, goggles, like I said before, yeah. time-consuming, um, hot, yeah, very hot. Um, so that way it's more challenging and also too like in emergency you're under time constraints to start with and when you have to put all that on take it off before you come out test um, you have to think about um, the flow of patients as well like you have to think yeah. about do they where do they need to go next does someone else need the room so sort of yeah. logistically um, very hard as well so they're probably the two biggest the two biggest challenges yeah because I know it's change. Um, my friend Narelle, who I was living with before I moved down here, like I'd saw, like she'd post on Instagram her like her face from like, before COVID to after, and her face was like all like pimples. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man. Yeah, very tough, very tough. Um, I was pretty lucky with that. Yeah. But um, like I said, the nose, the nose yeah. was a problem for me, and a lot of people had that too. Yeah. All right, so you know, experiencing what you have now. 
would you still have chosen nursing? Like, if you could go back in time, would you still choose nursing? I think so, yes. I think um, we're in a unique time in history. It's not going to last forever. And at the end of the day, still do get a lot of satisfaction from helping people yeah. and yeah. just making their day a bit better or even saving them sometimes. So, yeah. yeah, no, I do. I think, um, like, I'm pretty good at it and I've got the right caring nature for it. Yeah. And I get satisfaction out of it. So it's very tough, but re- very rewarding. What do you do for your your mental health? Is there anything you'd like, if there's ever days where, you know, certain things like that day would have been massive. I think if it was me, that guy that you had to resuscitate and everything. Yeah, so the first the first big thing we do is we always debrief. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really important thing. Get everything out yeah. then as it happened and ongoing with your colleagues who were there because you can relate to them. But then when you get home, sort of just try to keeping a routine is really yeah, important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just treating yourself a little bit. Like for me, I like playing with my dog, like going yeah. out, you know, getting something nice to eat, um, exercise, yeah. all those things. So, yeah. Yeah, and getting into your crypto and all that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's not good uh, looking at the chart, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's another um, podcast. That's 100%. podcast right there. Um. I've got another question. Yep. What are some positives that you think have come out of this experience during COVID? Like I know Adam and myself, you know, we've appreciated things a lot more and, you know, being locked up in the house for three and a half months, mm. we um, took things for granted when things were normal. What positives have come out for you? Like, um, I think, yeah, like that for sure. But yeah. also to um, like seeing family, how important family is, especially yeah. being isolated isolated from them for so long um knowing the fact that it's only going to get better from here to yep. the job like probably like when you think about it, it's probably the hardest point in any nurse's career anyone's yep. career such a disruptive one in a hundred year event yeah, sort yep. of thing so that um but yeah like just relationships with people relationships with people mm. is so important it's the isolation i think like what everyone's experienced that was the the toughest part yeah for sure yeah the mental health of people is do you, do you live with your partner? I do. Did it challenge your relationship at all, like this this period? Or um, yes. I don't know if I'm getting too personal. No, there, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes and no. Like I think it was more harder for her because she was stuck at home all the time with yeah, her yeah. job. Yeah. Um, I was quite lucky because I could sort of get out and work yeah. and still interact with people. But yeah, there were times when we used to you get a bit annoyed at each other because she'd be, have all this pent up frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, because she wasn't working or anything, and she's um, just at home with Obi. Yeah, like, I would, you know, I would have been, I would have been frustrated too. Yeah, like the first couple of weeks, she liked it, and then yeah, like, I think it started off like that. Eh? What do you do after a couple yeah. of weeks, man? You yeah. just start doing the same thing. Sure. Yeah, and then like it went from ten kilometers. You can go outside ten kilometers now. To it's five, five kilometers and all that. Everything so. was sort of. That's the other thing too. Everything was sort of. For a lot of people, and I'm my, my girlfriend as well, sort of everything, like the walls were shrinking in slowly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we were lucky. Like, we were still able to go into school and sort of yeah. interact with colleagues and yeah. things too, which helped a lot. Yeah, and it's good. Like, like I was blessed because we live on a golf course. Man. <laughs> and you could still play golf. Yeah, I, I was playing golf nearly every day. <laughs> he misses his Wednesday golf tee off. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, because that's the biggest thing, like, definitely, like, your well-being. And I agree, like, feeling the walls shut in. Yeah, exactly. Would have been crazy. So no, um, but it just um, it really, it really um, made people focus on their or find their coping mechanisms. Yeah, which is I think a lot of people don't have that needed. Yeah. So I think 
that's another benefit that's coming out of it. Coming back to the last question. Yep. That's another thing too. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Um, I know I was one of these people at the start. Um, were you ever skeptical about the whole thing, or um, as as far as the yeah, like COVID, COVID, like COVID, COVID in general? Um, I I always thought it was a real thing, but the severity of it, I thought they were way overplaying it. Yep. Like the media tend to. Yep. That's tend a, to yeah. Do. That's the thing with the media. Like I'm like. Yeah, they only yep. focus on one perspective usually. Yep. In this case, it was bad. Yep. But um, once we started seeing the death rates, um, no, I, I realised it was legit and it was real. And it, yeah. yeah. Did, you, um, did you have bad COVID patients at your place, your hospital? Um, luckily, no. We had a lot of patients that came in that were positive, but luckily because they walked in, because yeah. if they're coming by ambulance, they go straight to the major hospital Liverpool. So luckily most of them went home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we did get a few sick ones that did come in that walked in that needed to be shipped out. Yeah. So what what were their symptoms, like the sick sick ones? What were... So the main ones that I found was severe headache, um, fever, high like really high fevers that were hard to get down, body aches, coughing. Yeah. That were the main ones. Um, and also like lost of loss of sense of taste yep. as well, yeah. But the hard thing with COVID is it's not a set set thing. Sim- like a set group of symptoms. Like it is different for everybody, which yeah. makes it hard. Yeah, because yeah, that's um, thing because it keeps changing. It does, and it's at the point now where like if someone's got pain in the tummy or diarrhoea, for example. <laughs> um, that was the one. I think I had diarrhoea one time and I'm like <laughs> – COVID or <laughs> I just eat something real bad. But literally, um, yeah, so coming back to a few questions before actually, um, how was the job harder? That was one of the reasons logistically too. So if someone had a vague symptom which could have been anything, we yeah, had yeah. to isolate them. Because we're a small hospital, a small department, yeah, yeah. made it really, really hard, really hard. Um, I don't know about the hospital you work in, but um – do you know if the patients that, you know, passed away from COVID, if it was just COVID or did they have underlying issues? Um, so usually it's a combination of both. Usually yep. it's um, – usually with the first strain, especially in older people, the alpha strain, it was yeah. usually COVID um, accelerated what was already going on with them. Yeah, yeah. But what we're finding with the Delta strain is it's actually the cause. Yeah. It's actually the cause and it's affecting young people that don't yeah. have – Medical histories, yeah, yep. which was the scary part, yeah, which is when it really got real. So yeah, but it's a combination of both essentially. Yep. But we're finding more with the Delta, uh, Delta strain that yeah. it is the cause. Right. Causes yeah, massive, that's... massive widespread inflammation in the lungs that's not reversible basically. Yeah, and they drown, they drown in their fluid in their lungs basically. It's quite a horrific, horrific way to go. So yeah. it's like a severe. What's it called? When um, it's sort pneumonia? of like drowning. Pneumonia. Yeah, Is that similar yeah, to basically, that or? Yeah. but it's it's very similar to drowning in a way. Yeah, right. Um, secondary drowning. Yeah. So um, the fluid in your lungs, you suffocate basically. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, oh, but that'll it's because of the out. immune. It's because of your immune system overreacting to the yeah, virus. Yeah. Basically, yeah. causes that much inflammation. Fluid goes into your lungs and yeah, it gets to the point where you can't reverse it. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's pretty pretty horrible. That's interesting, man. That's crazy. So yeah, but luckily, ironically, the most craziest situations I've had haven't been from COVID. 
What um? Because you still get everything else. That's yeah. not, that's that's. But you work on an ED. You'd be getting get everything. You get everything. So you have right. to deal with major heart attacks as well as COVID. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we might be getting off a bit off topic here, but I've because my auntie works in um, a hospital in Newcastle, um, and she's that person that gets the phone calls in about certain things. Oh uh, yeah, the um, switch. Yes, the switchboard. Yeah, they call switch. it. So um. There was an incident involving involving a, a bowling pin that she had to take a phone call for one time. Oh, jeez. Is there any... <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they've uh, slipped in the bathroom and, uh, yeah, you know, the rest. Um, that was, hey, was that a boy yeah, or a girl? Ever, huh? Boy or girl? I think it was a guy. <laughs> um, um, you, you're bringing back a few scarred memories, have actually. You, have you got any stories like that? Yeah, where, like yeah. you've reminded me now. Back when I was doing surgical nursing, we, we had a, a young gentleman that had a um, cucumber stuck in his back passage and um, doctors couldn't re- doctors couldn't remove it so he had to go for surgery. What year was that, Adam? What? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. I, thought, I thought they looked familiar, hey? <laughs> wow, that's, that's cruel. Wow. <laughs> Man, that would have been... Space, been. space to keep it confidential, but I just Daddy. had to. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> No, but how do you like deal with those situations? Is it like um, you basically keep straight face yeah, no, in front you, of the patient? Can and you then, keep a poker face with those situations? Or? Um, yeah, you learn to. Yeah. You learn to. It's a part of the job. Hey, you've got to put on a facade even when you're not feeling it. Yeah, basically, yeah. because like, imagine if that was, you know, mate, <laughs> someone you. <laughs> Didn't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. Like, I, I do admit, like, when you tell me about the badminton, um, the guy who passed away who was playing badminton, I do admit, I... um. You, you laughed straight away. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you told me yesterday, I'm like... He didn't believe me. I was, like, I was waiting for the rest of the story. I was like, all right, he hasn't finished, but that was it. I was like, damn, it must have been an one, intense One actually game, game in badminton. Yeah, like... I was waiting I, for him. Like it would have been, it would have been more realistic yeah. if it was tennis or yeah. even cricket or something. Yeah, I was waiting for him to say like he tripped over, hit his head or something. Yeah, or I was no, like, badminton. No, <laughs> like, yeah, I did laugh. Like, I, I don't think if somebody came in cucumber up their um backside or something or hit like a um bowling pin somewhere. Yeah. I don't know how I, would, I couldn't react because I can't I can't hold a poker face. Yeah, but when 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 you first come across a situation like that, you sort of don't know how to react, eh? But um, uh, in hindsight, you have a good laugh about it. It's, it's crazy that things happen like that in our world, though. Like, yep. You think of it, it's been done. I yeah. reckon. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I've only been nursing for a couple of years now. I've already seen all this. So imagine what the next 10, 15, 20 years will bring. My auntie said she when she took that call, she had to throw the phone and run like. <laughs> She couldn't hold it in. She had to laugh. Like. <laughs> so the next person had to um, just pick up the phone. And it definitely um, definitely makes some days interesting, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Have you had a, um, still off topic, but any um, crazy experience like with police or anything? Yeah, so um, probably about four months ago, we had unfortunately had another arrest situation. Um, the patient didn't make it. Um, and um, it was a Middle Eastern cultural family. Yep. Um, they can tend to be very loud, and but basically um, 
they were trying to hit the doctors, punch the doctors. One of them actually did punch the doctors. Oh, um, they were all out the front of the hospital screaming, yelling. People couldn't go into the emergency department. So we had to call the police. The police came. They couldn't control them. So we actually got the riot squad. Wow. Had to get the riot squad to to get rid of them, which is um, – I luckily got out in time, but a lot of the people that were on the same shift couldn't leave for like a couple of hours because it wasn't safe to go outside. That's how bad it was. So was like, the, like a, the SWAT team, basically. What was it? Just a big group or something? That just a big family, yep. and just they were just Upset. basically trying to fight everyone who looked after the patient, trying to punch hit, yep. um, trying to break into the department. So, yeah, Man. blocking the um, entrance to get into the emergency. How crazy is the world we live in? <laughs> yeah, it's hard because you, you, they obviously they're they're. Grief's fresh. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just reacting. They're act, they're acting out of their grief, but yeah. at the end of the day, like you did everything you could, and nothing would have really changed the situation. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, that's another that's another hectic story. Yeah. I wish teaching was like that. Have police riots or you got too many kids playing up. You just get the squad. The squad comes in. Could you imagine that? That'll be <laughs> actually no. We shut them up pretty quick, wouldn't it? We had that um when I was in high school. There was a shooting just behind our school. And we had police staying the whole day. We were all locked in because it happened like at the start of the day and we were all locked in school all day. What school is this? Um, oh, back in... Maitland. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. I live like... Our, our school was in Metford. Yeah. And from Maitland, it's not a nice... It's not a... What's challenging this? Um, demographic. It's like Mount, like Mount Druitt. Yeah, challenging some challenging demo- nice, demographic. Nice properties out there, though. I've seen some pretty big yeah. properties out there in Metford. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, a guy got shot in the back and and paralyzed. Speaking about schools and children, are there ever situations where you like see kids in like real bad situations, and how do you um, react to that? If you have, is it same same thing, man? Yeah. You've just got to sort of go to task mode. Yeah, you got to deal objectively with the situation yeah. as it comes. Yeah. Like, um, actually, my last day just before I started about a week ago, I had a girl that was four year old girl. She was playing on the swings. She's fallen off completely snapped the the major bone in the leg, the femur. Um, How four? Yeah. So. Four? Four years old. Yeah. Wow. So straight to Westmead. But, yeah, same thing. You just got to – you got a set thing in your head that you go yeah, through, yeah. which helps when you do your training. Cause that's oh, – four years old. Like, I know we've had – I've had – so I've only been teaching for four years. Yeah. Literally look like spaghetti. Yeah, look like spaghetti man. Well, like I've had, I've had a girl break her wrist, three boys break their arms. Yeah. Oh, and a boy broke his elbow. I had five. I've had five injuries in my four years. Pretty proud of that. Yeah, Actually, basically a nurse already, mate. Tell you what, some yeah. kids are tough though. Like, I well, this girl wasn't crying at all. Yeah, one the of the mum was the mum that was losing it. Yeah. One of the boys in my class broke his wrist two weeks ago. Yeah, and you wouldn't even think he broke. Like he took it so well, but he yeah ended up getting the X ray. Broke three. Oh, wow. Three different parts of his wrist and his arm. I was like, crazy, hey! But he, yeah, just such a strong kid. Yeah, same with this little girl. Wasn't crying once. No, I'll so be all the um, all the endorphins obviously hit. I'd be tearing up. I'd be crying. Mum would. Just another question, like, what's where where you're at? What's the ratio with like females to males nurses? Is it is it what more? Yeah, so either. still still predominantly females, yep. but what we're finding in like critical care emergency, yep. um, it's nearly evened out. It's getting there. Yep. So where I work, there's probably 
40, 45% males, yep. which is good. Yep. Young, mm-hmm. young usually. Yep. And the rest are, are females. But we're finding a lot more males coming through. Because yeah. I guess they like that environment. Yeah. Fast paced, the hecticness. I'm with the male nurses, man. They're like like yourself, like big solid guys. Like Yeah. Like even <laughs> I've got a cousin who's a nurse now. I never ever pictured him ever becoming a nurse or getting into nursing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get that Just, all the time. No, if you met him, like, if you met him in school, like... You wouldn't have thought uh, it. He was a league player. Um, you know, he was that cool kid in school. Never, yeah, right. Never thought he'd ever go to uni, but, yeah, now he's a nurse. Yeah, no. But he's, he's like, six foot three or four. Solid, big, solid big bloke, hey. So, is that a common thing? Like, yeah, what, it is, actually. Um, but in saying that, you get all, all sorts as well. Yeah. But, yeah, like, thinking about it, yeah, a lot of the guys are... <laughs> yeah, on the solid size, hey, Jim. It. Yeah, yeah. Are there ever? I don't really know why. I can't answer why. <laughs> Are there ever any of those ones you're like, yeah, the hell did you end up here? Like, um, yeah, back in Newcastle, actually, there was a guy that um used to go on bodybuilding comps, and when he told me that, I couldn't believe it. Hey, he was like, it's like <laughs> his part time job was bodybuilding, and then he just came and worked in ED to to get a bit of money to like basically fund it. Oh yeah, because no, so, yeah. Even studying at um, Newcastle, because education and nursing were pretty much... Yeah, like, right we, next to each other, hey. yeah. Some of the guys I'd say, they're like big, massive, solid guys. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> like, but you know what? It's good that um, nursing's become more 50-50. Yeah. Well, like same I, as um, teaching's going that way too, isn't it? No, nah, I don't... Well, I saw sort, of, sort of dropped off for us now, yeah, I think. Yeah, we're the only um, males at our school now. Oh, wow. So we're in primary anyway. Like, we're just... We'll lead by example anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess with nursing, like 50 years ago, um, it was only women that could do it and they had to be single. They couldn't be wari- married. It was sort of connected to... Um, it was religious. Like, yeah. Religious like connections back then, eh? Like nuns and that yeah. were in charge of yeah. it. I was like now. school as well. Yeah. Like teaching started off with like um, nuns and stuff. So yeah, like some schools, stuff. yeah. So it's gone from that to very contemporary. Do you find there's things that... You know, the females do better or the males do better other than maybe lifting or something? Or <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, definitely um, it's easier for us to, to do the heavy work. But yeah. I think yeah. the the females are still better at multitasking. If there's yeah. heaps, oh, 100%. Of, heaps of stuff going on at once, they seem to be able to navigate it a bit easier. But um, I there's some guys that can do it well too, surprisingly. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, yeah, I think the females do better with that. What's a blessing about working with a lot of women on my stage at school? 100%. You're just on it, man. Yeah. Like, whereas me, I'm like... Yeah, I'm you sort of got to step back a bit yeah. for a second and look. Yeah. But they sort of don't have to do that, do they? Nah. Um, like, I've got I've got Dan on. Yeah, yeah it's easier to... Like, the girls go really well. Yeah. Multitasking, get everything no, organised. The, the girls keep me accountable, man. Without <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> like, they're five steps ahead all the time. Yep. And I'm like, back here, taking my time. <laughs> To make those five steps, so you probably find the same thing too, don't you, Adam? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> just. Pa- I think paperwork wise, the girls like oh, keep yeah, it they're and, all over it, and even keeping the rooms tidy. Like, all right, no, I like. No, actually, no. My room is like I'm always a bomb shell. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Your room's trash. But I, 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 excuse me. I know where everything is. Like the other day, I wasn't on class, um, and people move stuff, and I hate that. Because I know, yes, my room may be a mess, but I know, oh, this is where the remotes are, this is where everything is. And they weren't there. Yeah. Like this morning I walked in, I'm like, all right, aircon on. They moved the remote. I'm like, you only had three periods in my class and you moved. You moved things. everything. <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a hypocrite. I'd like, my desk and everything is messy, but my kids' desks can't be like, 
I get up them all the 100%. time. 100%. Yeah, right. Like I've got piles That's of paper and stuff all over my desk. But it, if my kid's desk look like that, I, That's I flip, fine. man. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, right. You can't see my desk. Yeah. But like you, I know where everything is on my desk. Yeah. Organized, organized yeah. chaos. Yeah, organized chaos. That's what you need. I think that's what guys are, though. Yeah, it's definitely something I need to work on, though. But yeah, I have to say I'm definitely an organized chaos type of okay. Yeah. yeah. Is there yeah. a lot of paperwork in nursing? Pardon? A lot of paperwork in nursing, or? Um. Yeah. Like it's there's a lot of people, but like I said before, a lot of people. There's been a mass exodus, so there's a big shortage. But, um, yeah, like you do get a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds that are coming in. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. I think it's good for the industry because you need you need a you need life perspective and experiences yeah. to do a part of the job. Yeah, is it pretty diverse in like culture and everything at where you are at the moment? Yeah, yeah, definitely in Sydney. Yeah, it was actually a bit of a shock. I wasn't used to it to be honest. But um, yeah, like yeah. Back, I'm the same at this school. Like yeah, I think it's the me. most multicultural school I've ever been in. Like I think there's only about three or four of us where I work that are Caucasian. So, yeah, but back in Newcastle, everyone different dynamic. Yeah, like I know I like I'm like I'm from Hana, and I was used to Caucasian come here, and I was like one of the only Caucasian staff members. <laughs> he become the minority. Like, it was like like my first two years, it was like me and another student were just the two Caucasians in my class. I was like, wow. Yeah, big shock, hey. Yeah, big shock. Now look, I'm living like I'm living with like an a uh, European guy and a. An Islander. <laughs> like, what's, what's, where have I gone wrong? What's, what's next, man? <laughs> no. It works for me. I've been used to it my whole life. Like, But that's the thing, hey. It's um, You adapt. You get used to it. 100%. I think it's a good it's thing. A, yeah, it's a good thing, Being exposed to different cultures. Just, and things just like about that. to say yeah. that, hey. How is it working as a nurse with different cultures? Like, I guess, like, Hinduism, Muslim. Like, if a... I try not to be racist or anything. I'm not. I'm not being too. But like, if oh, a Muslim certain ethics and stuff is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah, like yeah. if a Muslim lady came in, you're not. You wouldn't be able to help. You would have to get a female and all that. Yeah. So we try and respect that. Yeah. As best we can. Yeah. Um, depends on the situation, but if like they're imminently dying and they need imminent help, that goes out the window because life comes first. But we try to accommodate that as best we can. So a lot of the time, like, um, we'll get a female nurse to do like connect up like an ECG for example because you got to expose the chest yeah. yeah a lot of women won't like that which is I respect so I give them the option yeah and if they want it I try and find somebody yeah so yeah that's a big part of like they call it person-centered care yeah because that'll, that'll be hard I don't know but some situations you don't have a choice yeah um yeah it just depends the how quick you need to treat them yeah and what we have available you ever had any Karens as a patient? <laughs> you get Karens all the time, man. <laughs> well, you've had that patient where you're like, man, just I wish this would kill just you quicker or something. Just die, just pass it in the car. We, you definitely get the repeat offenders, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, do you, actually, do you ever have like those hypochondriacs? Yeah, all yeah? the time, man. Yeah. All the time. A lot of the people that come in, like you're like, oh, Susie's here again. Could have been treated in a GP, <laughs> but. Yeah. I think that comes back to not enough education about what constitutes an emergency or not. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Yeah, that's one thing they probably need to spend a bit more money on the government. Do you ever get like the um, Doctor Google patients as well? Like, oh, I googled this and yeah, yeah. They come in and they're like, okay, this, this, and this. I think I've got this, and then the doctors put them in their places. Pretty cool. It's quite. <laughs> it's, quite it's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
Oh, that's good. I couldn't do that. A lot that. of the time, honestly, a lot of the time, what a lot of people come in for, especially chest pains, it's anxiety at the end of the day. Yeah. We rule out all the life-threatening things and like probably 50% of the cases, to be honest, is quite high. Yeah. I think I had a cousin going, she thought she was having a heart attack. Because it mimics... heartburn or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing too. It can be... uh, Like a lot of things can mimic it, especially stress and anxiety, for sure. For sure. I think when it happens to me, I just... Like I've had tingling and stuff in my arm. I'm like, well, this is it. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I hate hospitals and doctors. I lived my best life. I can't do hospitals. I won't go. I think this was last year. See, the funny thing is, man, I'd be a horrible patient. I'd be a horrible patient. I'd hate to be in a bed. Yeah, I just hate hospitals and... But working there, on the other side of it, yeah, a bit different. Like, wouldn't you... Um, Like, I'll be questioning... If I was a nurse and I was in hospital, I'd be questioning, excuse me, you've done that wrong. Um, Have you filled it out correctly? You're one of them, geez. <laughs> we actually... Nah, we get we get that a lot. People that think they're um nurses and doctors. <laughs> try to tell you how but to no, do But no, if I was an actual nurse... I get, if I was I get, you, if I I get if pretty I blunt pretty quickly, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was in your like your shoes, but nah. I'd be like, yeah, just take my blood, whatever. I hate hospitals, man. Like, even like medicals and stuff. I just don't want to find out I'm dying or something. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah, a lot of people are like, like that, hey. Like, and that's that's why they come in sometimes if there is something wrong and yeah. it's too late. Yeah. Um. But no, last time I got a medical for a job, I did a urine test. Yeah. Drug uh, test. <laughs> I'll be honest, it's pretty yellow that day. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to smash water that morning, but <laughs> my kidneys but, um, died. <laughs> no, but he, the guy who was like sussing it out and checked it out, he goes, Oh, he used some real technical term. He goes, Oh, yeah, you've got this in your urine. I was like, Oh, shit, I've got an STD or something. <laughs> or, and he goes, <laughs> I'm like, What's that? And he goes, No, you just dehydrated. I'm like, Oh, I was like, Thank goodness. <laughs> but, no, well, I, I don't funny. know. I just have the fear of, you know, they're like, Oh, yeah, you got, you know, you're dying or something like that. That's my fear. Yeah, that's common. Even man. going to like the dentist or something. Yeah, I've got a, oh, I've got a yeah. dentist appointment that's, that's in a few weeks. That's probably my biggest yeah. fear, actually. The dentist, hey, <laughs> the drill, the like sound, the yeah. yeah, just oh. yeah, finding something's wrong. You're like, oh, yeah, no, definitely, man. I think like, for me, it's the embarrassment or something. <laughs> like, a lot of people are are embarrassed when yeah. they come in. Actually, yeah. like, oh, I shouldn't have come in. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, well, like, it's better off. I always say it's better off it being nothing. Yeah, yeah, and something, something serious and missing it. Yeah. So. The thing mm. is, you don't know. Especially in the age, or oh, I'm in my 30s now, mm. I have to start getting those checkups and stuff. I feel like I'm at that age now. So. Yeah, but I'm so like, self admitted I'm a nurse and I'm the same. I still sort of try to avoid. Yeah. I have that. I do have that fear to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Of like, oh, what if they find things that I never even went in for? Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. But I think that's the biggest thing for myself is the embarrassment of, you know, finding Which is out. common. Yeah. Which is common. But you still need to go if you're worried. Yeah. Yeah. The, probably the biggest advice. Yeah. No, see, I I don't do that. I just, if I'm sick, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll get over it. Yeah. You're um true regional. Yeah, I think country I, country boy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if it's a cold, like I I've known I had a cold for ages. I'm like, yeah, a bit of Zyrtec, cold and flu tablets, should be a bit right. of water, should be right. <laughs> Man, mine was always Vic, say eh? like vapor. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that was my fix for the the flu or the cold. Like, I don't feel like you actually need to go to the hospital, go to the doctors all the time. I've seen people come in for sunburns. Not even kidding. I've actually just sunburns. Seen like a real severe sunburn. Like but this one wasn't even that bad. It was just a sunburn. 
<laughs> you can't do anything. Yeah, I should come off the golf one day. No, oh, I have sunburned. <laughs> schoolies. One of my mates, he has um, he's fairer than you. Yeah. He went out. With, we uh, had a beach day, and he went to bed that night. And we woke up, and the beds we were sleeping on were like um, like leather mattresses. Yeah, right. He woke up, and he was sticking <laughs> to the mattress. Like that's how bad he sunburned. <laughs> and then he woke up, and it started bubbling up. So oh no. You went to the hospital and they yeah. said, yeah, yeah, like third degree burns from. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. at least second degree. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's a bit different. You need to go for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on that same trip, too, one of my mates, he, um, a wave caught him and rolled him and he hit his head on the, oh. on the rocks. Um, and Man. that mate that got sunburned, he went to go drive him to the, the doctors or the hospital. He got stuck in the car. No. He opens the door <laughs> and he goes, he looks and he goes, oh. I've never driven an automatic before, <laughs> <laughs> so and we couldn't we couldn't drive either because we'd been on you know yeah, the drinks. on the beers. So yeah. <laughs> he was the only sober. One. <laughs> so my mate that's got this concussion hopped in. He goes, oh, <laughs> "I'll drive myself." <laughs> Anyways, they went missing for like hours. And we're like, "What happened? What ha- what's happened?" They come back and we're like, "What happened?" He goes, "Oh, we just went to the RSL and played the pokey." <laughs> I was like, "So." He's <laughs> I was like, didn't even go to the hospital. Yeah, I was like, so you didn't even go get checked? He goes, no, nah, I felt all right. <laughs> oh, a couple of beers, a couple of We saw the RSL on the way. A couple like. of beers, a bit of a slap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's a good one. Good old schoolies. Yeah. Nah. I think um, most people have schoolie stories like that, hey? Man, we've got way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> See, I played golf. I played golf in my school. I didn't do schoolies. I wasn't, you know, I've never drank until I come to Sydney. I blame I blame Jordan Mel and like David. <laughs> They're my two people I actually blame for me coming and being an alco- alcoholic. Mate, they the most innocent people. I know. They they converted you, mate. They <laughs> you. Oh yeah, but I'm a fun <laughs> drunk. Don't you worry. I saw a few funny videos, man. I just have to um, experience it for myself. Hey. <laughs> oh, you've never seen him? Uh, no. In this form? Oh. No, believe it or not. This guy becomes the most extreme extrovert. Like <laughs> the confidence on the guy. He'll. <laughs> I'm like I am introverted. But, like, even last Friday, we went to the city. These coppers told us to get off the tram tracks. And, like, didn't really bother me. I was like, oh, it's sorry. I was like, I was, I was living his best life. Living my best life. I was scaring people when I was riding my bike. So oh, wow. I was, I was good. I feel like that's where us two, Adam and I, balance each other out. Yeah. Like, I'm that guy that, like, last week I was riding through the crowd. I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Adam just doesn't give any... <laughs> just cruising through, cutting people off. Yeah, I'd stop, take some photos. Gave some guy a heart attack last week. Oh, who was it? Oh, wasn't that old man? Oh yeah. What did you do to him? Um, well, we were riding. It was like dirt road near Brangaroo, and I wanted to get past. And I don't have a bell on my bike. <laughs> I'm like, this guy has. This wasn't oh, I hate using the bell. Like, I'm. Let's you're like, you know yourself, you're, you're, like a rude prick. you're walking with your partner or whatever, and you hear a bell, and you're just like, piss off. Like. Yeah, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just braked really hard, and the guy was freaked out. <laughs> uh. Gave him a heart attack, man. He probably ended up in emergency, the poor bloke. Nah. All right, um, I got I got a couple more. Um, was it, I think, during lockdown? So we, we just got out of lockdown, what? What's it been, a month? A month, a month ago. So... Was it busier during lockdown? Or um, yeah, so or after? Is it busier now or? Busier now, definitely yeah. busier now. So 
when the pandemic first started, everyone was scared to go anywhere. Yeah. Because, like I was talking about, it was all new and people weren't sure. But with the second wave, with the Delta strain, complete opposite. Yeah. Absolutely mayhem, hectic. Don't really know why. Maybe people are more relaxed yeah. about coming out. Um, yeah, so more, way more busy in our Way more busy in our. Uh, what advice, as a nurse, what advice would you be giving people in regards to COVID and, like, how they deal with it? Because I know some parents are freaking out. They're like, nah, my child ain't coming back. I had a message from my parent, but now the kids are back. But some parents are not, like, sending their kids to school. What would what would be some advice you would give the parents or people in general about regards to COVID and how to deal with it and coping with it and living with it? Um, so from a psychological point of view, be vigilant, but don't overthink it. At the end of the day, it's a virus just like the influenza strain. People die from that too. So yeah. you just got to be vigilant if you do get signs and symptoms, um, but don't like obsess about it. Yeah. That's a big thing. Um, and if you do have symptoms, just go and get tested. If you catch it early, um, it's usually no worse than just a flu. Yeah. Um, also, practical advice, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. That's the biggest way. Wear a mask until yeah. we don't need to anymore and everyone's vaccinated. Once yeah. 90% of the population's vaccinated, the transmission rate will be so low. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll just be like the flu. Yeah. Yeah. So look at it like the flu. Don't be too blasé. Go and, go and get tested. Go to the hospital if you've got symptoms, but don't stress about it too much. Yeah, I like that. Cause just, I, a balanced, just a balanced approach. I like how you brought up the influenza because... Before COVID, influenza was killing thousands of people a year, but you never heard about it. Yeah, and, like, people um, still went about their daily lives, right? Yeah. Like, there's always going to be something. Yeah. There's always going to be something. Yeah. It's just life, isn't it? But you have to – you still have to live it. It's probably the best advice. Yeah. It's like the world's Safely, obviously. The world's gone through so many um, diseases, um, from, like, SARS to bird flu or whatever. Spanish flu. Spanish flu. Ago was, was the polio last one, one of them too? No? Polio was... Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was a pandemic. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah. I think the, the last major, 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 major pandemic was the um, Spanish flu. Yeah. Just but, around World War One. But what saved that? There was a vaccine that helped mm, get through it? No, so basically it was just survival of the fittest back oh. then. So we're quite lucky. Wasn't that like... Um, there may have been, but... Um, was it the Black Plague, whatever it is? Yeah, that and went through England. Yeah, and then penicillin was the... The cure. Was it penicillin, the no. cure? No. No, I think that just sort of just um, phased out eventually. Yeah. But Cured everyone. Yeah. 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 Through, um, I know London lost I like... I think my history teacher gave me the wrong information. There. Yeah. Cause <laughs> well, I was talking to a doctor the... Uh, so, I, like, playing golf, like, I played a ritzy... Um, Golf course. I was playing with a doctor the other week, and he was just saying like we've had so many diseases come across through our um, the world, but things one of the biggest things that's been curing it is vaccines, and we don't question it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like everyone's questioned the COVID vaccines. We need to think about technology these days. How advanced is technology? Exactly, and they've basically done 10 years' worth of research in a matter of a year. They've pumped billions and billions and billions of dollars yeah. into it. So there has to be, you know what I mean, there has to be a, a large degree of validity, yeah. 
validity to it. Like if we were, if this was 1921, man, I'd be freaking out. Uh, I wouldn't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah, but, like no hope. But we're in 2021 now. Yeah. We're one of the most, we're starting to become one of the most, like, um, it's a tech, tech savvy um, generation. Um, the phones are changing, technology is changing. It wouldn't be that hard to run tests every, yeah. every hour, every minute. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, like, they had to do something, right? You can't yeah. just sit back and do nothing if you've got the technology and the means to do it. Yeah. They had to – it was the right thing to try something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, you, that's how – Like, all the food you eat, yeah. like, all the fast food people eat, all the <laughs> – You don't know what's in it. Yeah, exactly. Like You don't know whether the cheeseburger the you're eating. Like you don't know if it's just people, cheese and meat. Like Exactly. Like, all the preservatives yeah. and stuff in it. But you've just got to step back and look at the bigger picture. That's yeah. Uh, like myself, that's another reason why I got the vaccine. I was like, you know what? It can't be any worse than, you know, things I've drank in my life or eaten in my exactly. life. So yeah, like your tattoos and all that. Yeah, like, exactly. No matter what you bring in, do you question it? Like, do you sit at your table saying, oh, all right, where is this meat from? Where are these veggies from? Where is this drink from? You don't question that, do you? No, you don't. Because to be honest, like, yes, I know. I, my thing is the mandate thing. I don't think it, you should be no forced way. to get it, but oh, um, all right, but people have died from being on the tattoo table. Like you know, yeah, people 100%. have got tattoos. Things have gone wrong there. Um, yeah. you know, pe- people have eaten certain things. Yeah, things have yeah. gone wrong there. So exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm fifty-fifty. Like certain areas should have mandate, yeah. such as healthcare. Yeah, yeah like, like you think about it. Like, um, one of the biggest reasons why I haven't really gone home is my grandma. Yeah, like, she's ninety odd. Like if my grandma caught something. So she's guilty. not she's not gonna last and i'll be so guilty um but so yeah definitely like if you're in a high risk industry yes you, you it goes beyond yourself because it's not you're protecting other people yeah, too yeah. that's the thing and like with kids like kids last a day like from what we've um been told like and talking to some of our students it's a day they get a headache or something yeah and they're good yeah. they run with it yeah um, but some yeah. people just take it too much. Like, there's always going to be that group of people that. Oh, it's with let's everything, anything, man. Yeah, like, yeah. That's. I think that's just the the world we live in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think the governments have done a good job? Um, I think they could have got the vaccines out a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, like we're ninety percent here in New South Wales, right? Yeah, we okay. we have done a lot better than like the UK, for example. Yeah. I think How long were they in lockdown for? I think like even as just a state, we've done better than some countries. Like yeah, exactly. Like that. we've spent um, not very long in lockdown compared to a lot of other parts of the world. Yeah, the UK were in there for like sixteen months. Yeah, like full on hardcore lockdown. Yeah, so basically house arrest. And like, well, no, Melbourne, Melbourne was Queen Victoria was the longest in the world. In lockdown. They love lockdown. They were about, I think they were like over 250 days in yeah, lockdown. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah, when you look at it that way, we've done, as a state anyway, we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, well, probably four or five months in total. When so um, we had the second outbreak and they, they targeted all the vaccines to the infected areas, areas that yeah. was the best thing. That really slowed things down. Yeah. And that's why things are easing today, basically. Mm. So that was really good. I really like that, the targeted approach. Yeah. yeah, 
no, nah, hats off to all the nurses and doctors and the government for getting all the vaccines out and for the people who actually got vaccinated. Good work, everyone. <laughs> Doing your part for the community. I'll say that. <laughs> if I cop any backlash, come on. That's all right. But you know what? It's been really fun. Been a good podcast, man. I've enjoyed this one. Yeah, thanks but for having me. I'd love to have you back on for the, the crypto chat. Yeah, it'd be good. We'll get um <laughs> we'll get a few extra perspectives and we'll have a bit of a we'll have a bit of a debate going on. Were you nervous at the start of this or? Yeah. <laughs> nah. It's not that bad. It's just we just talk. Um there's two more questions. Um what kept you going through the COVID? Like for work. What kept you going? So this is from I can actually say that name. Do you know how to say that name? Blue oh, one. that's um, that's actually one of my cousins. Um, that's Tash. All right. I Shout think that's out. just her nickname. Or. All right. Shout out to Tash. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kept me going? Um, just knowing, knowing it was going to get better, knowing that um, where I where I am and what I was doing was what I was meant to do, basically. Yeah. Um, part of my calling, I think. Yeah. Um, just knowing that eventually it's going to get better. It's just temporary. It's just a season. Yeah, I like that. Just a season. And also, too, um, all your workmates are in the same boat, so that really helps. Yeah. You're sort of suffering together. Yeah, that that really helped. Oh, yeah. Having you boys around. Yeah, exactly. Because so. yeah. you're all going through the same thing. Yeah. And also, too, like my girlfriend, for example, like being stuck at home was pretty hard, probably worse. Yep. So yeah. you look at all the challenges people have and you realise it's not really that bad. Yeah. And you're only there for eight hours a day. You still get six, you know, the rest of the... You can come home. You've had yeah. a crap day. You can go play with your dog or, you know. Go for a walk. Yeah, exactly. Exercise. Yeah, exactly. Now, and last one. How do you manage your emotional well-being, like, at work? Um, Sort of... Sometimes it's hard. It's yeah. hard, like you're, you're human. Um, but you sort of just go back to objectivity, like I yep. said. Protocol, protocol, protocol. Yeah, um, routines. Yeah, you just have to look at, at – it sounds sort of a bit inhumane, but sometimes you've got to switch off to your emotions in certain situations, just yep. look at it as a job. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't be able to do your job. Yeah. So it's a bit counterintuitive. One last question from yeah. me. Do you see yourself in nursing for a long time or – Yeah. Yeah? I think so. I think so. Probably not in emergency long term. Yeah. yeah. It's probably, will probably burn me out long term, I think. But definitely in nursing for yeah. sure. The beauty of it, there's so many different areas you can go to. Yeah. So sure. many different roles you can go to. You can become an educator, work nine to five. Like, that's the beauty of it. So, yeah, definitely. Can branch out once I find exactly what particular area is yeah. my passion, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, at the moment, you just experimenting getting yeah, a taste so of everything or in emergency at the moment just because the skills you, you gain and the different experiences you get is pretty invaluable yeah, yeah. which you can use further on in your career so yeah. that's sort of where i am at the moment just a sponge absorbing everything i like that no i love it no it's been really good talking about nursing because like something different like the, this whole um with, with the link duo it's all about linking up different people different stories different backgrounds and, like, I think we've never had the one same po- topic on the podcast. Yeah, that's really It's good. always been True. something different. No, that's all. That's what we want, a bit of diversity. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Just, yeah, it's our, been our goal, I think, for the, since we started. Yeah, 100%. But it's 
been awesome. Uh, it's been really good being on. Thanks for having me. But we always finish. Um, we finish all our podcasts with a grateful. So it's um, as everything. So what are you grateful for this week today? Um, with life. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for good mates. Yeah. Um, grateful that I get to see my family soon. Yeah, hundred percent. In a couple of days' time, which is exciting. That'll be good. Um, yeah. Five months. You said five. Yeah, months. five months, roughly. About half a year. So yeah, just the simple things. Yeah. yeah. Really, at the moment, which is um, sort of what we've been talking about. Hey. So yeah, being on annual leave, that's always a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, Ed? Um, this week, my kids. I'm. Well, I was like even in my video today, school. I said like my kids have been on for two weeks, and I hated. I saw every class having their class like um, having their students, and I hated that. Like, I didn't tell anyone, but I'm a teacher for actually like face to face teaching my kids, yeah. but not having their everyone else having them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really grateful for having my kids back this week, even though I didn't teach much. But it was a lot of fun in my class. <laughs> yeah, what about you, George? Nah, you stole mine as well, mate. Was, <laughs> I'm grateful this week for having my kids back. Yeah, um, we had what a week and a half with them when they got back this time. No, it was like six days. Well, and then you had to yeah. isolate they had again. To isolate yeah. for another two weeks. Two weeks. But um, like Ads and I, we showed our appreciation for our kids this week. Pizza party, yeah. hot chips. Oh, that's really good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to do something special for them, but nah, really appreciate my kids and grateful for them. Yeah, hundred percent. That's really good. Yeah. But um, no, thanks for your time today, Mitch. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. Pleasure thanks to meet you. On. No, I look forward to the um the next chat, the crypto chat. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll do that for sure. I think I've got another person that I'd like to get on for that as well. Yeah, that'll be good. But no, good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Um, you can find us on Apple, Apple Music, and all that. And don't forget to check out our Instagram and YouTube as well. The link duo. Yep. So yeah, all right. Let's link us up. Let's go. We'll be right back.